Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. All right. Welcome to the Boy Mom podcast. I'm <laughs> Jonah Swanson and I'm uh, I have the pleasure of joining today. So, it's super good to be back. That's right. I've had some complaints, Jonah. Complaints? Yeah, I've had some moms saying they're a little bit upset that Jonah hasn't been keeping his Truth for Youth podcast oh. up. So, well, you know, <laughs> Life life gets crazy. You guys all know. I mean, yeah. I, I I would love to keep it up. I just man, it's it's a my mom knows it's a it's a big process. So it is. It is. So for those <sighs> of you listening who don't know this kid, this young man, this is my son Jonah. He's my second born. He will be turning twenty this summer. What? Twenty. And he just finished his first year at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California, mm-hmm. and now he's home for the summer, and his mom's so happy. I'm probably even more happy. So. I don't know, but you had a great year, didn't you? I had a fabulous year, and yeah, I mean, Westmont was one of the few schools that you know was able to be open That's for right. almost the whole year. That's right, except for like half of the first month. That's right, which is nothing. So super yeah. grateful. Yeah, so good to have my college boys back home, and mm. I've been eager to do a question and answer episode. I've just been saving up a bunch of questions that have come in via Instagram and emails. And so I was like, you know, these aren't fun to do alone. I need a partner. Mm -hmm. So Jonah is going to act as mostly as interviewer and he'll ask me questions, but a few of them I'm going to I'm going to pass back to him and let him respond to. So I kind of put out word in advance that there's three general categories we are going to cover today. We're going to have a couple questions related to homeschooling and then at least one related to COVID. These, the the COVID questions were going to be for my husband, but he's back at work and probably didn't really want to (laughs) talk about it, but I'm going to, I'm going to answer on his behalf (laughs) and then, and we'll stop Jonah from answering. Because we don't need to get into a long conversation. But then we have a bunch of parenting questions Mm -hmm. that will be some for me and some um, I'll have Jonah share his perspective as well. So Mm. I'm excited. Are you ready to go, Jonah? I think so. I'm I'm excited too. It's it's looking like a good list here. So All right. Let's start with homeschooling. And and this I said um, last week, kind of school in general. So you'll see what I mean about that as I respond to one of these first questions. Go ahead, Jonah. All right. First question up. How do you evaluate if homeschooling is a good fit for your family? 
That is a huge question. question. Yeah. Yeah. So I have so many different thoughts when I hear that. I have like the deep thoughts, the more practical thoughts. I think if you as uh, parents have a conviction in your heart that you want to or, or you feel called to be really in control in charge of your kid's education, that regardless of all the, you know, surface detail stuff, that it's worth giving homeschooling a try. I think there's a lot of creative ways you can make it work. There's so many ways to approach homeschooling. And so I'd say a lot of this is just what you want your kid's education to be like. Do you want to be the one in charge? Um, Then, of course, there's other things like is one of the parents home enough to be responsible? Important, yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like you can handle the responsibility? Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. are you willing to do the work to research curriculums and to oversee what your child is doing and Mm -hmm. keep them busy enough and and keep record of their schooling so Mm -hmm. that hopefully they can go to college one day. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot to think about. I will say right here, some of you might remember last fall, fall of 2020, when I launched my character training course, I had an opportunity for those who purchased it it to um, also grab what was called a homeschool inspirations and resource mini course. And a lot of people grabbed that then, but it hasn't been available otherwise. And I just recently have moved that. So it is going to be available anytime. I decided I don't want to open and close doors to this mini course because when you're Mm. thinking about homeschooling, most people don't want to wait till the doors open again. I mean, Mm. I remember when I was thinking about homeschooling, I was like, oh, I need answers now. So what this is, is um, not so much a course as a gathering of resources and inspiration. So there is an interview in there. There is lists. There is resources. I think it's $15 and I will link to it in the show notes. But I feel like this will really encourage and inspire those of you who are kind of on the fence or thinking about or maybe newer homeschoolers. Mm. I'm really excited about it. So hopefully that will encourage you mm-hmm. if you're thinking about it. Definitely. Next <sighs> question. How did school look when you had little ones and older ones? Oh, sorry. Oh. I was thinking of a different next question. No, it's all right. It's coming yeah. still. How did it look when I had a little one and older kids? So truth is, it's hard. And I know a lot of you might have kids at, you know, elementary, junior high, high school, and then you have a little one. I tried a few different things, but sometimes what I did was hired a helper and had somebody come in at least a couple times a week to play with, um, take care of the little one while I was with the older brothers and then sometimes would be around with the older brothers while I spent time with the little one. So having a helper can be really, really a game changer. Mm. Not necessary. I went through seasons where I didn't. Mm -hmm. And you just really have to organize your days. You have to tell the kids what time you're going to be fully available. I mean, same goes when you're working from home. Now that I do that, it is all about time management which mm. is not my forte, but it's super helpful. Mm. Now the one I was thinking of. Oh, okay. How did you decide on homeschool curriculums? Yeah. Homeschool There's a lot cu- out there. There are. That's another place I'm going to point to this um, mini course that I have available to you because I share a lot of the curriculums that I have discovered over time, looked into and feel really good um, mm. suggesting. Mm-hmm. But man, the best way to figure out homeschool curriculums is to talk to friends who are doing it or Mm -hmm. use something like this mini course. Personal experience is the best. If you can talk to people, what did you like? What did you dislike? And then try a few. The beautiful thing is you're not set in stone. You can try something and if you don't like it, try something else. I've said so many times that there really wasn't a curriculum that I didn't like. I liked something about everything we've tried. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many good homeschool curriculums. So you might look into things like, you know, how much of it is the child is independent, watching a video or doing something independently. Do you want something where you're sitting with your child all day? And if so, find something that is very, you know, less time on a device perhaps and more Mm -hmm. time reading books with mom. And so those are the kind of questions you have to look at your life and what's reasonable and figure out what's going to work for you. And you really can't go wrong. I mean, you're going to, you're going to 
find something good because there's so much good stuff out there. Mm -hmm. I am going to say one more thing on this topic though. And this is what I said might be a little bit of a surprise. Oh, okay. And I think you might know this, Jonah. There's nothing's been set in stone. We haven't made a big decision, but I am actually right now looking into the possibility of Levi attending a little private Christian school next year. And I'll bet some of you are like, what? You're a homeschool family. I've been homeschooling for 12 plus years and there's a good chance I'll continue to homeschool. However, due to a number of different things, I am thinking there might be some real benefits to Levi doing one year in a private school. This is a school, the one I'm looking into, that my first three boys all started out in preschool. Josiah went to kindergarten and first grade at this school. I feel really good about the education and the what goes on there, but um, I, I don't think it would be a long-term thing, but due to some circumstances, my workload and uh, how... Um, how our family's life is going to look next year with Luke doing a lot of traveling for surfing and the other boys being in college. I'm just seeing some positives in that possibility. Mm -hmm. So I'll keep everybody posted. Again, he would prefer to be homeschooled and there's a good chance we'll keep homeschooling. But Mm -hmm. I just thought I would let you know, I think that what we do with our kids in their schooling is so uh, important that we are prayerful, thoughtful, that we don't decide there's just one way that will work. I would always lean towards homeschooling if you have that opportunity, but there's also a time to say, you know what, right now we need to do something different for a season. And then we want to trust God with that Mm -hmm. and not be so stuck in what we think is right, that we are rigid. Right. 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 And I mean, I, I think school is what you make of it, you know, homeschooling or public or private schooling. I think, you know, it can be good or bad in every case there's, you know, you and I both know there's plenty of examples of homeschooling gone wrong. Yes. Like, definitely. So I think whatever you do, um, it, it is what you make of it. So I, I think, think this next right. question is for you. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm going to kind of turn this one to Jonah. I might have some thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. But somebody asked me, she wrote in, do your sons in college feel that their homeschool experience benefited them in college or maybe did not benefit them in some ways? She said that they were homeschooling her son, fifth grade, like Levi, and so much of it is wonderful, but she doesn't have enough experience or know anyone who's done it through high school to know whether there are downsides. And so she acknowledges there's pros and cons to everything, but um, I think this is a really, really good question. So Jonah coming from a homeschool life, being in college, what do you say to that? Hmm. Well, can I start with this? Sure. I was a little surprised. You don't have many friends at your, he goes to a tiny Christian college, Westmont. You didn't have many friends who were homeschooled, did you? Not many. A few of them were, and if they were, it was like for a couple of years, okay. but it wasn't the whole way. Hmm. Um, that surprised I, me. I mean, you know, we're, we're definitely, as as I'm, I'm sure... We're definitely reaching an audience. Some of you guys out there are homeschooling, and that's just kind of your life, your environment. I think that a lot of it has to do with the environment where we grew up in Mm -hmm. um, and the options and the kind of school that we had, the kinds of schools we had around us. So um, that played a big role. I mean, if we... If we live somewhere different, we may have been home or private public school. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Maybe. Um, But yeah, I think to answer the question homeschooling uh, on the positive side it has given me a lot of sense of independence and um and a sense of personal responsibility for my own education mm-hmm. um kind of taking um agency for what i'm learning and how i'm learning and organizing my time and just you know finding my my love for learning <clears throat> i think that was pretty important mm-hmm. Whereas I, I heard a lot of people um, outside of homeschooling, whether it was public or private school, who kind of saw school as a chore and they never mm. really developed a personal relationship with their learning. And, you know, I think it, it is interesting. Um, everyone, I mean, everyone learns at some point on their own time, whether it's, you know, you're taking a little online course for 
I don't know, masterclass or something, you're learning at your own rate and you always love the learning that you choose mm. and that you do at your own rate and you're, there's not like a bell that tells you when you're done. Hmm. I think the learning that you love is the learning that you engage with mm-hmm. and you personally enjoy. And I think homeschooling, although it's not perfectly like that, it does help you kind of understand why you're doing what you're doing and how how important it is. Um, if done right, you know, mm-hmm. homeschooling can turn into a chore too. Right. I was going to say some, some people's story is parents who are so involved all mm-hmm. the way to the end, mm-hmm. whereas due to just my reality... I kind of stepped back sometime right. during maybe high school years. I saw you running with things and I gave you a lot of independence. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. So that's that's one benefit to homeschooling. I would say another is just, you know, you get to have a lot more control over influences in your life. So mm-hmm. this is something my mom talks about a lot is... Mm-hmm. When you're at school, there's lots of influences, your friends around you who, you know, may or may not be aligning with your values. They may or may not have the same kinds of lifestyles that you have. Whereas when you're homeschooled, you know, you're with your family. There's a lot more control over that, um, Mm -hmm. over influences in your environment. Um, And while I think there's pros and cons to, to that kind of lifestyle as well, I think I think being able to recognize the world around you is important to to be able to understand what makes your world different from other people's mm-hmm. world. Otherwise, you know, you're just kind of living in a bubble. So I think it's important to have that exposure. But hmm. at the same time, I think, you know, you are you are a product of your influences mm-hmm. and the people around you. So I think, I think homeschooling is huge mm-hmm. to help kind of shape who you are, your values, your identity, things like that, that right. which will carry you through life. I love that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm thinking too that those, those junior high and high school years are such formative years and and a time where you're really figuring out your identity and all of mm-hmm. that. And so by the time you got to college, I'm thinking, and you can agree or disagree, that you had such a secure sense of who you were mm-hmm. that you're mm-hmm. more ready to then be confronted with in other influences mm-hmm. um you know even yes you're at a christian school but there's plenty of variety of people there and so temptations and all the things that come with living independently mm-hmm. i just see a college student who has matured well over their years and slowly gained independence mm-hmm. would be more prepared yeah. to deal with yeah. things yeah and i think um you know one thing along the same lines i've i noticed that a lot of uh, believing families, Christian families will will see this trend of their kids like going to school, to university, mm-hmm. and their kids, you know, walk away from faith mm-hmm. or they, yeah. you know, just reject God in some way. And I think a lot of that actually is not what people think, or at least not what a lot of Christians think. I think what it is, is um, when you live a life where you're not, when you're not aware of a lot of the ideas and a lot of the kind of lifestyles of people around you and you go to school the bedrock underneath you is going to be shaken so quickly that um, you're not going to be able to stand so I would say to kind of add to this conversation it's important in high school if you're being homeschooled to be aware of Mm. the ideas that are out there and um, kind of the lifestyles and the um, you know the way of the world around you because if you don't know it you're going to be so shell-shocked and i think that's personally i think that's why people walk away from faith is because they their faith isn't made strong enough Mm -hmm. beforehand that they don't even know what they're walking into and they're just like oh it's going to be fine everyone agrees with me no one agrees with i mean (laughs) not many people agree with you in the world so it's important to realize that before you leave the house. So and that's would you say the best way for parents to do that would be to just have the conversations, to discuss things as a family while mm-hmm. kids are still home? Yeah, and I think I think there's lots of resources out there um, for kind of training and equipping young people for, you know, um, at least from a Christian standpoint, there's Christian mm-hmm. resources for mm-hmm. um, making kids, young people aware of, I don't know, the just... The, the the way and the culture and the ideas mm-hmm. of the world totally. um and there's there's that so there's actual kind of training equipping um courses or whatever you would call them mm-hmm. and then there's just 
yeah, having conversations, there's... And, and knowing why you believe what you believe mm -hmm. and, you know, apologetics. And yep. we're going to have um, Natasha Crane, who I love mm -hmm. on the podcast this summer, yeah. talking about talking to your kids about Jesus, talking to your kids about God, helping them not just believe blindly because mm -hmm. their parents believe, but uh, to think through things, to mm -hmm. ask some hard questions, to wrestle with things. I yeah. talk in Boy Mom about how we welcomed your questions growing up and mm -hmm. wanted you to wrestle with the hard mm -hmm. things so that by the time you're independent you have a solid foundation yeah. and i think i think an analogy for this like something i heard a while ago is like um the roots of trees are made stronger by wind mm -hmm. because you know when you have resistance you have to grow against the resistance so I, I would say um asking hard questions and one thing about like along those same lines is reading great books mm -hmm. um listening to great thinkers and um, people out there um, and I would say people who agree with you and people who also disagree with you just to have the that kind of diversity of thought to shape you and strengthen your mind um, for for heading yes. off to college so yeah and I think we could talk about this all day yes, so we could. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at our long list of questions going yeah. hmm, maybe we should break this into two but we're going to try yeah. to keep moving mm -hmm. and we're going to just really briefly skim over the next question Actually, I got a lot of questions, but they all boiled down to that right there. Jonah, go ahead. Oh, the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, so talking about COVID, um, for this is about my dad. Um, does Dr. Dave recommend getting you or myself or my kids mm -hmm. the vaccine? Right. What do we think? Yeah, and I had hinted at the idea that Dave might be with me for this, but I'm um, sorry, I'll, I'll stand you in his place. You might be misrepresenting his ideas. Yeah, so a lot of people have asked me mm -hmm. if I'm getting it, if I got it, what about our kids? And, you know, unfortunately, this whole pandemic, I think the enemy has just used to really cause so much division and strife in this world. And it just, it breaks my heart, especially between believers who are so hard on one another and and get mean about things when I think the bottom line is we're all doing our best, right? Yep. To take care of ourselves <clears throat> mm -hmm. and our loved ones. And uh, so part of me wanted to just skip this completely, to be honest, because there's going to be people out there who judge or dislike what I have to say. But with um, all the humility and, and love that I can, I'll just say that for my husband and I, we got the vaccine um, Dave didn't probably have to have to for being in the hospital, but it was kind mm -hmm. of expected. And from the research he did on it, he said he felt comfortable. I mean, neither of us liked it. It's like the lesser of two evils in our opinion. But he's wor he works every day with COVID patients. He's had and Hawaii is not bad, but he almost always has somebody. And and he's watched some young people die of it. I mean, it's it's real. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that there's extreme thoughts on both ends and I think I probably land somewhere in the middle. I, I'm, there's so much, and I don't even have the time to do as much research as it takes to have a strong opinion, but, um, I don't walk in fear, but I also live with a husband who works with COVID patients and my parents who are turned both 80 this year were spending a lot of their winter here in Hawaii. So mm. we chose mostly, and you know, they have some preexisting health conditions and so, mostly out of love for them and to um, just do what we thought was right. Dave and I got the vaccine. At this point, our kids have not. And we're letting our adult kids choose for themselves. I'll let Jonah speak to that in a moment. Um, Luke, who travels a lot, hmm, eventually we might get him the vaccine. But at this point, he's such a healthy kid. We're like, you know, worst case scenario, he gets COVID. He'd probably get better. But then again... I don't want to expose him to other people, but I know, Jonah, what you'll say, and I agree that if there are people who are vulnerable, they should be getting the vaccine to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we could talk and talk and talk, but bottom line is Dave would say, if you're an adult that has any, you know, if you're around COVID, like married to a doctor, if you have pre-existing health conditions, if you feel like it's right for you, go ahead, get the vaccine. Don't walk in fear of the vaccine. Um, but for kids, he would say, for the most part, he doesn't think, and again, I hate to even quote him on this because he'd be like, <laughs> but he would say it's probably not necessary unless, again, your child has pre-existing health conditions or there's some other reason. Um, they're probably going to do fine. It's usually pretty mild on younger people. Mm -hmm. There you go. Follow follow science and, and should be good. 
Um, yeah, and, I have friends at college who, several friends who've got fully vaccinated mm-hmm. and, you know, good for them. Some of them needed to because they were doing some kind of camp over the summer, yeah, some yeah. summer camp where they have to, yeah. or it's a work-related thing. If you have to, then then do it. I am honestly, um, I, yeah, I don't have a position on it. I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't, <laughs> it just isn't very relevant for me. I don't know. But it, you're not getting the vaccine right now. I'm not in a rush, no. Okay. No. All right. So well, that's, we'll just that's see. my... We'll update you in time. Mm-hmm. Okay, did, did that come across okay, everyone? You all know. I don't judge you either way. I want you to do what's right for you. Yeah. But I do appreciate yeah. that people have reached out and, are, mm-hmm. you know, people respect Dave. And I think that Dave is super balanced and grounded. I think he has a ton of wisdom. He doesn't get too hyped up in any direction. Um, mm-hmm. But he does his research. He yep. absolutely does his research. So... There we go. We're not going to talk about masks or opinions. Nope. (laughs) We're just going to move on. And we're going to talk about parenting. Mm -hmm. And I told Jonah there's a lot of parenting questions, but I didn't want to skip any of these. So he's going to throw out a question. I'm going to give a quick answer. And then if he wants to add, fine. But let's dive in. These are all across the board. I kind of tried to move, though, from younger years to older years, sort of. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Okay, here we go. First question on parenting. What do you wish you had known when your first boy was a tiny baby? Well, I only really decided to keep this one because it makes me sentimental. And I would just say what most moms of grown children would say, and that is truly how fast the time goes. And that it's not worth getting upset about a lot of the things that upset us as moms. Um, discipline is so important. Consequences are important, but enjoy, enjoy, enjoy those kids. Cause mm. pretty soon they are truly grown. So yeah, time flies. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Next one. So this one has to do with disciplining discipline. If your son is nine months old, should, what, what does disciplining look like? What, what right. is that all about? Right. Okay, well, a lot of people laugh at this and would be like, what? Nine months old, their baby. But that is about when, and I think maybe this came up in a previous episode, but at least with my firstborn and probably a bit with my secondborn, Jonah, Mm -hmm. I did start to do what I called training when they were little. And Mm -hmm. I had read a couple books and had friends who were into it. And so it was all loving. It was almost done like a game, but... I would put little objects out and say the word no and give a little flick on the hand, nothing abusive, nothing (laughs) terrible, Mm -hmm. but I just wanted um, yeses and nos to be really clearly obeyed. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I started kind of having fun or just saying like, come here and they would like crawl over and then you'd be like, yay, kind of, I mean, honestly, a bit like we do with our dogs, just Mm -hmm. kind of giving commands, rewards, and letting them know mostly that that word no um, was important to follow. Because Mm. really that that was protecting them so that if something dangerous were to happen and we use the word no, we wanted them to respond quickly. Mm. And no doubt my first two sons have grown up with just such a heart of obedience. Of course, all these things at nine months old were, you know, super simple. But as they grew up, then we added to that conversations and tons of love and laughter. Um, But yeah, I think training young ones is, is great. I say start now. Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying this Q&A episode with my son Jonah and I, and I want to pause real quick to thank this episode's sponsor, which feels really appropriate for this conversation. This is such a Jonah kind of thing. All of my boys uh, love books like these. It is the Big Questions series of books, and it's put out by the Good Book Company. The Big Questions series walks kids age 9 through 13 through what the Bible says about some of the big questions of life, such as... Why does God let bad things happen? What happens when we die? And how do we know Christianity is really true? These books are written by a Christian studies teacher and school chaplain with experience answering the big questions tweens ask. So you can learn more about these books at thegoodbook.com. Again, 
thegoodbook.com. Also, I'm going to have a link in show notes and images of the books. You guys, this is the stuff. This is so important in those tween years. Talk about all of the things and um, use these books as a really helpful resource. I hope you can get your hands on them. And I'm just so grateful for their sponsorship. So again, go to thegoodbook.com and check out the Big Questions series. And now we're going to get back to this conversation with Jonah. Well, next question. Um, This one has to do with having friends who are more aggressive in nature. Mm. Um, How do we teach and instill courage to stand up for oneself, Mm -hmm. the kid's self, with those kinds of friends who are more aggressive in nature? Yeah, I'm thinking this is probably a younger child. I'm imagining more like toddler, early elementary Yeah, well, of course, each of our kids have a God-given personality and wiring, and some are going to be more meek or a little quieter. Some are bold, more aggressive, more physical. So I think that there's not an easy answer to this one, but just having some real good conversations with your boy, talking to him about, um, you know, that, that he has God with him. And, you know, if, if God is for us, who can be against us? And just kind of instilling in him that understanding that he's a strong little guy, uh, that he, his thoughts and opinions matter. So I think a lot of those conversations at home may not play out immediately when he's out with a buddy or a, mm-hmm. a neighborhood friend who is not, you know, being very sensitive, but in time it probably will. So Mm -hmm. have the conversations and then just encourage him to speak the truth in love, to say, Mm -hmm. you know, please don't talk to me that way. Or I'd actually like to do this today and not whatever you say. And maybe do some role playing at home. I think that's always good with little guys is, Mm -hmm. is say, let's practice. I'm going to be your, this kid and you be you and let's practice what you say. And I think the more they practice, the more they start to transfer that to the real Mm -hmm. situation. So keep having the conversations, keep reminding them of who they are in Christ, their identity, and hopefully in time, that's going to just start to play out in their life. Any thoughts to add to that? Hmm. Well, it's hard. I think, I think the key is when it, it it depends on the situation, but when you have someone who's aggressive, be tough. I mean, you you don't want to be weak. Like (laughs) you can't let people push you around because if you do, then that becomes more normal and you kind of begin to accept it. And that's not a good course to go on. So be tough. And I think a key thing with people who are aggressive is knowing how to, how to speak. Um, because if you don't know how to speak and you don't have words in a tough situation, um, then people can push you around. But if you know how to actually identify the problem with this person and you can say it, then they can't defend themselves. Because mm. if you if you're able to be very articulate and calm and composed, mm-hmm. they can, I mean they can be aggressive, but the you've already made your point and they look mm. like the fool. Mm. So I think being able to be well spoken, if you're going to speak at all, sometimes just being quiet. But if you're going to speak, be well spoken, articulate, and I think so. I we're, think that's we might key. be talking a five year old here. Still? Well, yeah, still be, be, <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. So just practice. Yeah. Practice I mean, with mom and dad, if someone is that. like punching you or sm- like pushing you around, be like, what? Like, don't do that. You you shouldn't be doing that. I'm, I can get someone, I can tell on you, this is bad. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know you stand can't your ground. stand your ground. I love it. Um, and I mean, being physical back, unless you really need no, to don't, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage that. Just no. feeding the fire. So, right. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Jonah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. So next question. Oh, getting into some touchy ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this question is from someone. They say, my nine-year-old is starting to notice women at the mm-hmm. beach and getting curious. Mm-hmm. He comes to parents with things. Thank God. But the biggest concern is guiding him in this as we spend a lot of time at the beach. That's right. So this is, yeah. Okay. So I kept this one because it really does represent a few of the questions that came in that uh, related to uh, boys in that nine through 13 year old range. Mm. The questions were all from parents of that age range. And uh, the good news is they all mentioned that the kids were open with mom and dad, that um, one of them was struggling with 
um, Google searching images. And, um, you know, this summer we're going to be talking about boys and technology and we're going to talk about filters. And so I love it when a boy is honest and, and talks about these things. And that's what we've really worked on with our boys is let's have open conversations. Um, but then, you know, even when you're not on a device, you're at the beach and mm-hmm. here in Hawaii, our beaches are, you know, you see it all and mm-hmm. a lot of skin. So, wow. We're going to talk this summer more. I think you're going to find some really helpful conversations and resources as we touch on all these things. But I'm going to say again and again, conversations as much as possible. If you can have honest conversations with your kids, talk to them about, like Jonah mentioned earlier, what our world is doing, the direction it's Mm -hmm. heading, that for every good gift God's given us, the enemy wants to pervert it and twist it and, and mess it up. And so talk about how if a boy's noticing girls, well, God made you that way. That's okay. There's Mm -hmm. no shame in that. But now let's talk about what that's going to lead to, which is Mm -hmm. one day a beautiful marriage with Mm -hmm. one woman for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And so let's not get ripped off now by allowing our minds to go in places that will, you know, steal from that. Yeah. So conversations, books, um, and, uh, yeah, scripture talking about just keeping your, your eyes and your heart pure and accountability. I I will say here, this is again, Jonah had mentioned influences, but if, if you're, son is spending time with somebody who talks about girls Mm -hmm. who speaks um about women in derogatory or or crude ways that's Mm going to influence them Mm -hmm. even if they don't Mm -hmm. think it is it it will so i would say guard your son's heart the influences that he's around if he's playing video games or watching something online where Mm -hmm. that is a part of it i'd say get rid of it i i would not risk your son being influenced in that way. Mm-hmm. So anything to add to that, Jonah, from I, your well, perspective? Well, yeah, definitely. I would say um, one possible reaction from more more of the kind of rigid family be like, okay, if, if there's any of it, it's all bad. If there's any, you know, girls on the beach, just get rid of it completely, purge it out. Um, but like my mom said, it's, it's everywhere. So I think what the best approach is to show that God made people beautiful and that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like what you were saying and realizing the good behind that. Um, but then realizing, yeah, how it's been perverted. Because I think if you grow up with this mindset of like, okay, like beauty is bad or it's like dangerous, taboo, Mm -hmm. then that's, That's not going to be helpful at all. So I think realizing that it's good and then rising above that and saying, no, 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 God doesn't want us to look at women objectively or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not how, that's a person made in the image of God. We're supposed to respect and honor them. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you see someone like that, then, I mean, that's avoid. Just turn your eyes. I think I've Mm -hmm. heard stories from dad where he would just totally avoid that growing up. Mm-hmm. and realizing that one day you're going to have a wife and you're going to be able to appreciate her beauty. But that until then, just remember that you're going to have a wife and nothing else is is for you. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I think just having an extreme view, like it's totally good, like all beauty is good, all girls are good mm-hmm. to like, you know, look at and talk about. Or completely avoiding, I think there's a middle ground there. So right. definitely respecting. Yeah, and I think we as parents need to have a lot, a lot of compassion on our boys growing up in this mm-hmm. world because it's a crazy, crazy world. And again, this is going to keep coming up this summer. But, you know, they, they are just inundated with images, with mm-hmm. this hyper-sexualized culture that we're raising mm-hmm. them in. And so have compassion and then and then do your due diligence to, yes, have filters on the computers and, and not just that, but be aware of what goes on inside apps and just be on guard, have the conversations, give them tons of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And hopefully as they grow up, you know, accountability, we were just talking Jonah about how, you know, his youth leader had Mm -hmm. weekly meetings and and the guys would all hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. So those are all things as they grow up that are going to be super helpful. Totally. Ooh, these are some hot topics. My goodness. Um, and we'll just go, I think, to there. Go ahead. We'll just do it. How, how far are we? We're going to whip through a couple more. couple more. All right. Here we go. Next question. How do we manage wanting to celebrate and share how the Lord is blessing our kids 
and their accomplishments with fear of people thinking you're bragging mm -hmm. or fear of making others feel bad. So how do we, how do you find that balance? Mm. I actually really appreciated this because that's, you know, always my hesitation when I share mm -hmm. the good stuff going on with us, whether it's my boys, you know, are in college, got a college scholarship or they're doing great. They're happy. Um, Luke surfing is going incredibly well. And it's just like, I know that not everyone is in a good season. Some people are struggling with their kids. And so it's always like, oh, the last thing I want is to make anyone feel bad or to come across like I'm bragging. For me personally, I feel such a genuine sense of humility. Like <laughs> I know how imperfect we are. Mm -hmm. I know that God has just given us tons of grace, but I also almost always, and I hope for those listening, I've done this well, I really try to acknowledge that we don't know what tomorrow brings. So like, oh my goodness, my boys, they're doing really good in this season because there could be a new season where something tragic happens. Somebody mm -hmm. makes a bad choice. Somebody blows it. Luke could get hurt in his surfing. So I guess I hold loosely personally in my heart. And so I pray that that comes out as I share that like, let's, let's celebrate all the good, mm -hmm. but let's be aware that, you know, yeah, good parenting, makes a huge difference but in the end our kids have a free will and sometimes we're going to do our very very best and, and they're still going to make bad choices mm -hmm. and so for the person who sent this in I would say once again the enemy wants to rip you off wants to be like oh keep it to yourself don't talk mm -hmm. about it. don't no way celebrate mm -hmm. enjoy it just check your heart yep I think you'll know if you're like wanting to brag if you're trying to be boastful but if in your heart you're just super stoked and happy and want to share that um, and then be aware of your audience if you've got a friend who's going through a really rough time be sensitive to that um, and also know that your friend may one day be doing amazing and you might be really struggling mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. there's just a humility that I think will come out if it's genuine yep. and I always pray I'm with boy mom that was my prayer anything I do I just want to be clear that I don't think I'm all that or that we're all that, but we're mm -hmm. doing our best. And I, I do believe that working hard in parenting, there, there's most of the time a pretty direct blessing, but sometimes it's still really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just asking your motives before you yep. celebrate, like, why are you celebrating? Is it because you're genuinely happy and you want other people to take part in that joy? Or is it just because you want to let people know that you are so good and right. is it out of pride or out of genuine joy right i'm gonna i'm gonna add to that again because mm -hmm. i'm thinking as you're talking this really plays out in social media yep oh you know totally. you have those people that are just like oh it's all so good mm -hmm. so you know check your motive before you post on social media mm -hmm. are you hoping to inspire and encourage others or are you just wanting to brag is there an mm -hmm. insecurity in you that makes you feel like you have to exaggerate things and make them sound good mm -hmm. also i'm gonna say are you willing and available to celebrate your friends' successes? There you go. I was going to say. Yep. And if you are if you love to see your friends doing well, their kids doing well, um, that's Even when huge. they're doing better than you. Like, yes. imagine that. Oh, it takes a lot of humility. It does take a lot of humility. But work on that and, and everything. Work on the heart and hopefully everything falls into place. There we go. Next question. <laughs> Almost there. How did I handle boys friendships right uh -huh. that it didn't feel were good for them we're not building them up in their faith but instead taking them in different direction how do we handle hard friendships okay i'm i'm gonna keep this one super short because i do think that i cover that pretty well in boy mom mm -hmm. so yeah. if this is a question you have and you haven't read boy mom get the book get the book super important Joan and i both brought up influences mm -hmm. and i just say be diligent stay on your game mm -hmm. um you don't want your kids around bad influences. Yeah. They, they can have friends. They can be out in social settings. But mm -hmm. I, I would not give them an opportunity to spend extended times, alone time, yep. all that with kids who are bad influences. Just cut it off. Mm -hmm. And there's other friends out there. Pray for other friends. If there's a lonely season, we've been through those every one of my boys, mm -hmm. and they're going to be okay. And they mm -hmm. will eventually find really good friends. Jonah, how are your friends in college? Oh, s some of them are amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he has a great group I mean, of amazing friends. Well, yeah. I mean, if I don't know if they're going to listen to this or whatever, but they're, yeah, they're, they're incredible. And I think, um, <clears throat> the common theme is just the way they were raised. So mm -hmm. this is uh, the boy mom podcast. So I think like, 
it just again the the way that your kids are raised is so important because mm. you it really comes out in in friendships later on so yeah. it's and, huge and I, I the reason i asked that is because there were a few years where you didn't have many friends i mean you were social you did things but there just mm-hmm. weren't like-minded people yeah. around mm-hmm. and it's been so much fun as parents for dave and i to see our boys just thriving with mm-hmm. great friends in college yeah by the way um I did a podcast with Dennis Trattine a long time ago where he mm-hmm. talks about this, and he also has great insight on mm-hmm. the I, on the whole theme of friendships and bad friendships. Oh, we love Dennis. He's so We'll cool. link to Jonah's Truth for Youth podcast, that mm-hmm. particular episode, yep. in show notes. Yep, we will. So good. All right, um, next one. Is there two more, one more? Um, oh, I, yeah, that one's good. Um, okay, yeah. this one? Yeah. All right, here we go. Next question. I would love to know your thoughts, Monica, on (laughs) parents being friends with their children. My husband always says we are their parents, not their friends. Mm. I think that we can be both. What do you think? Can we be both friends and parents? (laughs) Okay, I'll try to be super quick on this too. I love this topic. Um, I'm going to say the friendship is is the reward that comes later. So your focus is the parent, but mm-hmm. as they grow up, your your role transitions. And I'm always trying to Perfect. come up with like the right titles, but I say like mommy to mom, to mentor, to coach, to friend. There we go. And I would say Dave and I right now are kind of right there in the mentor um I mean more like coach and friend stage with our college boys. Mm-hmm. And what a blessing that I've got two good friends now, but Mm -hmm. we still give them some coaching. We still correct. We still challenge them. But in the younger years, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not. Levi and I are friends. We have fun. We laugh. Mm -hmm. But shouldn't be a top priority. I don't let him treat me like a friend. Not an equal. He no. tries. You gotta, you gotta he establish tries. your authority. He calls me Monica sometimes. <laughs> but that, yeah, he's he's the youngest. Sometimes I question that kid's sanity. <laughs> Anyways, but the the point is, is yeah. keep keep them in their place. Yes. until they've earned the right to be your friend. There we go. Couldn't have said it better. Okay, I think one more. Yeah, I, I did. This is a tough one. Um. But we agree, Jonah, that it's an important one. Finish with a tough one. So this is a question from someone, and they say, so... Sorry, these are all anonymous. I didn't yeah. ask permission, so oh. I'm doing no names. <laughs> so I am really struggling. My husband and my 16-year-old son do not get along. They argue and disagree all of the time, and I'm stuck in the middle of it. Mm. I hate it. I love them both, and I love and respect my husband, but I just cannot get on board with the way he's parenting our son. It is constant nagging, yelling, trying to control everything he does. Um, I have pretty much had all I can take, and Mm. I'm at a loss on how to make any of it better. Mm. Any advice? I'm so sorry. Mm. I'm so sorry. And and unfortunately, this is not uncommon. Well, I mean, maybe fortunately. Maybe it'll help to know if this is Mm -hmm. your story. Right. This is not uncommon. I mean, men and women handle things different. We have different personalities. There's so many factors. Um, So know that you're not alone. Uh, You want to really protect your marriage. So you don't want to build up bitterness and frustration. You certainly Mm -hmm. don't want to side with your kid against your husband. Oh, this is so tough. So I actually did respond to this person um, because my heart just went out to her. And and my first advice was, I, I think this could be a really great time for counseling. I think getting involved with, you know, somebody else who can just speak objectively with wisdom to the two of you so that you can really work through this. Your husband's probably got some wisdom. I mean, for me, when my husband is more harsh than I am, I'm quick to want to defend my kids. But usually later I look back and realize my husband was probably right and I needed to back out of it and let him do his thing. Um, but at the same time, you know, husbands are people too. And sometimes they're just going through a rough season. They're mm-hmm. tired, they're stressed, and they're taking it out on the kids. So I'm going to say, if you can get counseling, do it. There's seasons where counseling can be so helpful. Um, also, just talk to your husband when you're not in a stressful situation. Usually, you know, when it's a happy moment and you just pull away and say, can we just talk about this? Maybe come up with a strategy. Hey, when things are rough, let's let's have a plan of action because mm. you as a mom want your voice to be heard. I think hopefully your husband respects you enough to listen. And then also on the side, you might talk to your son and just say, dude, you know, 
I love you so much. And, and I know I have a tendency to want to defend you, but also you need to honor your dad. Mm-hmm. Jonah, we've had some of those. I and each of totally, my boys yeah. and I have had those talks where I'm like, it may not make sense to you or me, to be honest, but let's just try honoring your dad. And mm-hmm. maybe there's a personality there that's just, you know, you kind of tend to butt heads. And if the mm-hmm. son will just honor dad and obey, the dad's heart will soften and then it mm-hmm. won't be so much friction or yeah. again, so many things. So counseling yeah. is my best advice. Jonah, you might have a thought on sure, this. Sure. Sure. Well, um, one thing I heard from someone one time is that, um, one approach when people are in disagreement, I mean, if, if this dynamic between the son and the dad, if the, if the only time they interact is when the dad is telling the kid to do something, oh, that's yeah. a huge key thing. Yeah. The only thought the kid is going to have is that my dad is telling me to do something. So mm. I think there has to be a human relationship between mm. the father and son. If there isn't, it makes sense. It makes sense for the son to respond angry because all the dad is is just nagging and yelling. Mm. So I think breaking down that barrier and even... Um, beyond the friendship part, like them sitting down and thinking about their own lives, because clearly not all the fault is on one side. Right. It's at least, at least maybe a 5% to 95% or a 10 <laughs> yeah. to 90 or 60, 40. Right. It's not a hundred and zero. So I think having the son and dad sit down and think, okay, which part of this is my fault? Mm. And then coming together humbly from both sides, mm-hmm. not biased and saying, here's how I was wrong. It was only a little bit, you know, but yeah. I was still wrong to some extent. And I see how you are wrong. And then now let's work it out instead of just bickering and then running away, bickering, mm. running. If it's only like yelling, then there's, there's no hope at all. So I would You're say, right breaking that down and talking. I, so. I love that you said that because mm-hmm. that's something moms and dads alike. We really need to invest time into building our relationship with our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I'm quoted Josh McDowell many times and there's other quotes like it that say rules without relationship leads mm-hmm. to rebellion. Yep. Yep. And so really, if you want to be heard, you want to, even though, you know, they're just a teenager, earn your child's respect by spending time yep. being interested in them. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Jonah. So yeah, you can mm. encourage your husband in this case to build the relationship, get out together, do something fun, mm-hmm. show interest in him, and he'll be a lot more likely to take your correction um, when it's time. Exactly. Here you go. So good. Awesome. So we're going to wrap up. Guys, I hope to do these Q&As seasonally. Mm. So feel free to send in your questions anytime Um just maybe in the subject line. So you can email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. And then in the subject line, just put Q&A and I will keep a running list for future episodes. And again, if it's pressing, if it's something that I'm able to respond to, I do respond in an email, but I'm a bit overwhelmed with my inbox these days. Mm. So uh, I can't always respond, but I'll do my <laughs> best. Okay, well... um guys thanks for hanging in there with us that went long but i hope there was some nugget in there for everybody and jonah thanks for being with us of course it's been forever i'm glad glad to be back again yeah all right guys thank you so much for listening enduring with jonah and i um so hard (laughs) next next week we have an amazing episode coming up and we're diving into the series on boys and technology and so Mm -hmm. the the next few weeks are just going to be jam-packed tell your friends about it Mm -hmm. Um, appreciate you being here Jonah thank you of course my pleasure and until next time aloha aloha aloha